Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Naked Subjects with Gerardo, Giuseppe, and Platano, who fortunately is uh, back with us once again. Uh, you know, still dealing with some of the issues, uh, in, you know, some of the health issues in his family, uh, but he was able to make it here, so we're glad to have you back, my man. But he doesn't seem to be angry this time. Uh, yeah, that's well. Give him, give him time. Give him time. <laughs> He's only uh, on his second. Um, what is it called? Uh, listen, listen. His his type always has a bone to pick with somebody <laughs> or another. So uh, you know, what? It's, I, it's not the right approach, especially um, with uh, Mr. Giuseppe over here. You, can, you can't. He's going to win the shouting game, no matter what. He's <laughs> yeah, going to win no, the shouting true. game. that's true. That's uh, true. That's why I also kind of need you as backup. Uh, uh, now I have a different know. approach. <laughs> I'm just going to sit back. Well, I'm going to poke him with a little stick first here. Of, just, first of all, yeah. in my defense, like a cattle. In my defense, I speak loud because. I lost my hearing in defense of my country. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Otherwise, you'd be like, like if we put like an ear, ear, you know, in one of those, uh, what do you call hearing aid I'd in you? Like then you'd be like a, like a, like a hipster, just yeah, all, it, all it, quiet, <laughs> all quiet, giving your dog little I treats because you know he what? listens to you. you Wait a minute, I, uh, I kind of regret that a little bit too, just because uh, you know I was, I brought, I was brought up with martial arts and. And martial arts, you know, when you get angry, you, you're losing. You can't do that. You have to be calm. You have to assess your opponent. You just have to be in your shit. So if anything, uh, no, nah, this wasn't fully in my shit. I still stand by much of what I said. All right, but yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be a little bit more calmer, just even in, in homage and tribute and just just relying. Back I, I don't I don't know if I ever arts. you know I, I don't know why, but when you mentioned that, I don't know if I had ever mentioned this uh, on this podcast, but um, and I think he might have passed away. My boy Patrick, did I ever mention to you? I know I, I know I mentioned it to Platano. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it to, to Giuseppe. This kid was half Puerto Rican and half Irish, and I grew up with him on the mean streets of Jackson Heights in like. This the, the guy that could fight? Yeah. Yeah, you told me yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I told both yeah, of you guys. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think so. I think a couple of you story. know. I love this story. I love this story. But, uh, oh, look, there's a. The Popo is in a helicopter above. above uh, you know it's Popo. It could be a news It's a fucking Popo. I live in Brooklyn. Know. It's a goddamn Popo. Um, Could be the FBI. So, <clears throat> hey. so it you know it it ties into Platano's contention here, which is kind of true, right? Um, a lot of times, if you're a trained fighter, especially if you're a fighter, a competitive fighter, people often think that rage is an asset. No. In in a fight, and it's actually, believe it or not, it is it is not. Um, Even Tyson in interviews, they always he he's the quick go to. Oh, he was angry. He was angry in every fight, and he'll tell you on the he he's been in multiple interviews. He'll tell you, nope. Yeah, nope. yeah, no. I mean, not not that not that a certain level of anger isn't part of the game, right? Because if you're a f- person who sits there and, and fights people that you don't know, there's probably some inner I think anger. We, I in think you. we have to define so, anger, right? <laughs> but 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 what I'm talking about is just unbridled. Because I've been, because I've been accused of that a lot, and you know, you're there's an angry guy. No, because <laughs> there's a difference between anger and being exercised. Yes, I'm often exercised, but I don't think I'm angry. Exercise as in EXO, like exorcism, or exercise as in doing exercise? No, He's trolling exorcism. you, Giuseppe. Uh, as, as <laughs> That's in, what as he does. In, as, in, <laughs> as in, um, you know, as in, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Giuseppe, you get animated. A, animated. You get in a lot of trouble, though. Yes, because people don't understand the difference between <laughs> anger and, ex- and, and being exercised. You know? um, uh, I th- sounds I to me like a rationalization for anger management um, issues, no, but I, I, you know, I, I know when I'm angry. When I'm angry, I know when I'm out of control. And just because I speak loudly, just because my face get gets animated, doesn't necessarily mean I'm angry. I, I'm exercised, and that may be a couple of steps below angry. But I don't 
categorize it as angry. I see you in didn't your you, zone. Didn't you almost like run that, over but, uh, a hipster a few months ago? That was a long time ago. Oh, God. Well, like a yeah. year? <laughs> that, guys, we're deviating. Come All on, right. man. All right, no, we're but, 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 but we're, we're talking about anger and its function in, you know, in sort of self-defense or combat or whatever. So mm-hmm. here was my story, right? I knew this guy, Patrick, and he was an anomaly where I grew up, as was I. Right, so I grew up in a Hispanic neighborhood in Jackson Heights, in the middle of like you know the '80s and, and early '90s, but mostly the '80s, and high crime area, a lot of violence, a lot of gangs, a lot of crazy, crazy shit going on, and I wasn't really down with all of that. And there was a good amount of segregation in terms of like the people that hung out. So the white kids hung out together, the Hispanic kids hung out together, and I was one of those sort of few that kind of bridged the gap, the gap between the two. Sometimes I'd hang out with the white boys, and you know, and they'd be listening to their rock and roll music or whatever, and then sniffing and then, glue, sniffing glue. Yeah, oh no, yeah. yeah. One thing, one thing that I, re- I noticed was different between them is those motherfuckers love to get high. You know what I mean? They were they were at an early age. They were drinking. They were smoking weed. They were doing you know a lot of psychedelics, quaaludes, mask. You know all that. LSD was very popular. I feel like with our people, it's you know? mostly weed and alcohol. Yeah, mostly. right. And with the Hispanics, it we was really it, it was, Yeah, yeah. We you I, know I didn't do anything. Yeah, no. But those those those, those uh, white boys. Poor guy. You missed out. I'm just fucking. Those up. white boys <laughs> love to get high, and you know the music they listened to was different, so on and so forth, right? So that made me a little bit of a sort of a, I'm not going to say quite an outcast, but kind of, you know what I mean? Um, but I still hung out with both groups, and I knew I had this friend, Patrick, who was half Irish, half Puerto Rican, and he was into the police and Sting, and, you know, and he, and he talked like this, you know, so he had like this little lisp, and he, you know, talked <laughs> like, this, like this white guy, and, you know, just, uh, yeah, you know, kind of mellow like that, and blah, 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 and, you know, I liked him. He was an intelligent guy. So I'm hanging out with him, and I remember we walked through this block, and, like, that was a block that you had to be kind of careful when you walked down, right? There was a lot of gang motherfuckers living there, and, you know, and they would hang out there, and they would rob you if you sort of carried yourself in a way that was a little too weak, you know, whatever. And I'm like, you know, and Patrick's walking, and he just, he says, come on, let's, let's walk down this block. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm like, and I'm with this fucking guy, you know? <laughs> this is, this is going to be a trouble, you know? Like, I, I'm not too confident about this, you know? Because mm-hmm. Patrick wasn't a very intimidating-looking guy. So we're walking through, and there's the fucking gang was there. Like, these dudes were there, and they were these rough guys, in and out of jail, the whole line. And I'm walking by, and they're like, hey, man, what's up, Patrick? And they were, like, diverting their eyes, and they were look, looking at the ground... <laughs> And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like anyone like, who's like, listening to this story is so much better if you could see uh, how fucking uh, Jerry pantomimes or how, yeah, how oh, fucking my God. It. Oh. it's even better if you could see him, man. So, <laughs> so there's Patrick with his, you know, hunched over shoulders or whatever, and the guy's like, hey, hey, what's up, Patrick? Hey, whatever. So as we would <laughs> walk, walk by, Patrick would mumble, "Yeah, I kicked the death. Yeah, yeah, I fucked him up. Oh yeah, I kicked the death too. Oh yeah, I fucked that guy up a long time ago. Oh yeah, that to him. At first I fucked him up and then his friend. I fucked them both up, you know. And I'm just like, what the hell? What? I'm like, bro, are you kidding me? And he goes, no, no, no. I, I fucking I kicked all the rats, you know. <laughs> and it was bizarre. It was totally bizarre to we, you know hear. We should have been Jada. recording. This is the one we should have. Oh been my god. So 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 I remember saying, well, what do you you know? What's your deal? You are you a fucking Kung Fu expert or some shit? Like, what do you think? Nah, man, I just, I just don't get mad. That's the secret. I just don't get mad. So if they say, hey, man, you want to fucking fight? I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. And then I would fight. 
<laughs> you know, and that was his whole thing. I wonder he, what was his know? thing. He probably hit him with that one two. I wonder what was his go to, man. You know, he he. Pop, pop. I, I'm I'm gonna say this of him. He did, you know, because later on I kind of messed around with him a little bit. You know, just little 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 you know light sparring kind of stuff, and uh, and his boxing was was pretty solid. You know what I mean? He had like some pretty just a decent jab, a decent you know one two. Um, so you, need, you know, I think in the some, some, yeah, yeah, situation. yeah, the one yeah. too, yeah. So I'll, I'll say that to people. If you're curious about, you know, the how how well boxing functions, you know, you see a lot of people doing like all these complicated boxing drills, you know, bob and weave, pa 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 pa, bob and weave, pa 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 pa, throwing these hooks and these beautiful, pretty combinations. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much the one two. Like if you can, anyone if, who might not know, one two is is, is a, jab a jab and a cross, a jab and a cross, or a jab and straight right, and a straight, yeah. So yeah. a straight, a straight left hand and a straight right. You aim it right to the middle of the nose. Uh, if yep. you learn the basics of boxing, how to deliver a good jab, how to deliver a good straight right hand, and how to move, like how to stay on your toes and just kind of avoid, and, and, and we call it distance managing, managing the yep. distance, you know, basically the one-two will carry you through, I'd say, 80 to 90% of any of the situations. If you could develop a good, reliable nose-breaking jab yep. and a good, reliable cross. It's a nice uh, self-defense tool to have yeah. in your pocket, for um, sure. Yeah, and, and I'll say this, uh, you know, I don't want to be like, like, you know, sexist or anything, but if you're male, like if you're a reasonably strong male, uh, those are two really, really reliable tools. If you're female, uh, I think it's going to be somewhat less effective. Um, and you know what? While we're on the subject, I, I do want to mention it uh, to our audience just so you can get some takeaway out of this, right? So we're going to move aside from the from the boxing, and I'm going to say that I teach uh, women's self-defense, um, you know, at times, and I think I'm pretty good at it. And there's one basic uh, technique that I'm going to recommend that women out there master. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a complicated concept, uh, but <clears throat> I think it's 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 super effective. I mean, there's been two two things, two two techniques that I've taught that people have come back to me and said that, yeah, I got into a situation and this worked. Um, the first is, um, is what I call the, the facial tearing, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea is um, if my you're... My wife is an expert at that. At facial tearing? <laughs> I've seen her in action. What do you mean? Like she's fought people? Yes. When she's, when she, she's, an, ang she's an angry drunk. You see, like, she seems like a nice, quiet Asian woman. And she is. But when she drinks... She's an angry drunk. She's gone into street fights? Yes. No Jesus way. Do you want me to tell you a story? Please tell me a story. This sounds amazing. Okay. And, then so I, and, then, and then I'll get back right. to my self-defense. Yeah, <laughs> so we were supposed to talk about dieting. Uh... <laughs> we will. We will after this. We will after this. But, well, but... Um, we were at a Korean restaurant one time, and uh, my wife uh, went to the bathroom. And there was this girl who I thought was Asian as well, but she ended up turning out she was Hispanic. She was one of those indigenous-looking yes, Hispanics. Yes. So from a, from a distance, she might have looked Asian, yeah. right? So for whatever reason, she kept banging on the door, banging, banging, banging. Finally, my, my wife got out and, got, and says, you know, what, what the heck are you doing? And, uh, and they got into an argument, and, you know, I, I, I watched it from a distance, and the next thing you know, they're just like, on on each other. So... I'm running over there, and as I'm as I'm running Jesus over there, Christ, my wife is just this. my wife is just scratching this girl's face. Like the, all the girl's doing, I mean, I think she tried. She hit. She, I think she hit my wife like once or twice. But after she got her face like just totally you know scratched up by my wife, she just grabbed onto my wife's hair, and the rest of the fight, it was my wife just clawing at her eyes and her mouth. This girl's face was all scratched up and effed up. I was concerned with my wife's hair because she didn't seem like to be taking her hands off. So I grabbed the girl's wrists and I said, and I said, let go of my wife, let go of my wife.
and I, and I and I said it one more time, and and I said to myself, if she doesn't let go now, I'm gonna punch her. You know, the the, the other female. Right. And mm-hmm. I said, let go of my wife's hair. And just then, her friend came, and was able to get her off. I guess because her friend came, she felt you know safer. I think she was holding on to dear life because my wife was destroying her. And um and then you know they 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 broke it up. But that girl's face was like all messed up. Mm. Did the police get involved? No, thank God. Because I, I told her, I said, listen, we got to get out of here because someone's going to call the police. The, the owner's going to call the police. So we have to leave. We have to leave. We so live we in New left. York. There's no such thing as self-defense here in New York. So we you better we, not get the police. We, <laughs> we left. Your wife would have been arrested. We left within like <laughs> three or four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You got you to you call. Gotta bail. Right. So so the, the technique she used... Right, um, some modifications to it because it just. I'm it just, just mind blown by this. I've met your wife. She's yeah, super nice, yeah, super for, for, for everyone in the She's audience. Southeast Asian. You, I can't. You would never, you I would can't never know think, this. Think this Viet Cong. <laughs> this story that you just said to me, I can't even picture just it. Think Viet Cong. I can't even picture it. Think wow. Viet Cong. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I I often teach exactly that with with a small modification that I will uh, 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 you know add in now, but. Um, I just wanted to point that out because um, as far as self-defense is concerned, one thing that boxing relies on is what I call a concussive impact, right? For boxing to be effective, you have to connect cleanly with a punch to a desired target. And a lot of times when there's a lot of movement going on and you're being grabbed and your arms are, you know, someone's grabbing your sleeves or shoving or grabbing your hair or something like that, a clean punch is, 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 is very, very difficult Oh, yeah. to, to pull off, yeah. unless you're an experienced boxer and you know how to sort of extricate yourself and then set yourself up for a good punch. But yeah. if you don't have that kind of training, then it becomes one of those much easier said than done scenarios. Right. Whereas what your wife did is something that I that I always, always teach as one of the main staples, especially for a woman when it comes to self-defense. And the idea is basically if someone grabs you or is throwing you around or you know whatever the case may be, you're going to try to keep your balance and stay on your toes, keep your feet apart so you're not, you know, stumbling all over the place and, tri- and trip over yourself. But one of, the th- one of the things you want to do is as soon as you can, put your hands on the person's face. Mm-hmm. And you do it as kind of like a slap, like an upward diagonal slap where you're aiming the heel of your palm to the person's chin. Now, listen, the person might turn their head, they might move or whatever, but as a general rule of thumb, the reason you want to do that is twofold, right? If you're hitting at an upward angle and you hit someone under the chin, their head will snap back and their mouth will shut violently. If their mouth was open in any way, it's going to clump, clamp shut violently. Mm-hmm. So if their tongue is in their way, if their teeth clamp, like you're going to be spitting out pieces of your teeth mm-hmm. and you could be spitting out the tip of your tongue, you know, mm-hmm. if you get hit like that and your head snaps back. And that can cause a sort of whiplash knockout kind of effect, which or, or, or let's say you don't hit the chin, but you get the bottom of the nose. You know, uh, it's not true that you'll kill somebody like that, but it still hurts like a motherfucker. Right. But uh, I always tell them, do that if you can. But you're still relying. If you think of it as a blow, you're still relying on the on the impact part of it, mm-hmm. which is not always the case, not always applicable to a real life scenario. In other words, you may want to try to get a real hard hit. But all you really get if you're getting pushed backwards is a stupid little swipe. Mm-hmm. So the impact is not enough to knock that person out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because you're aiming the bottom of your hand by the chin, that puts your fingers in the vicinity of the eyes. And the eyes are always a primary target because it does not take much power to injure an eye. So if you, 
aim the base of your hand at the bottom of the chin, then your fingers are going to be near the eye. So what I always teach people to do is as soon as your hand lands, your fingers begin to dig. So when as soon as your hand hits, it's like you're trying to close. And, and, and the way I describe it to them is you want to imagine that your opponent is uh, wearing a Halloween mask and you're trying to take it off. Mm. You're trying to take the mask off and you're focusing on the eyes, the nose, the lips, or the ears. Because what will happen then is let's say you hit someone in the eyes, that person will instinctively turn their head to avoid the eyes being hit. But if they turn their head, they're now giving you an ear. So you try to tear that off. Mm -hmm. So you're either trying to tear off the lips, tear off the nose, scoop into the eyes, or tear off the ears. It sounds macabre, it sounds nasty, but in my estimation, there's a couple of things that happen, right? If someone is attacking you, and even if your finger grazes his eyeball, uh, he's going to be compromised for a few seconds, Right. So you want to get out of this mentality that you're going to knock out your attacker and he's going to be on the ground and you're going to be fucking standing over him victorious. That's bullshit. That's not how these scenarios work. Mm -hmm. Right. The way these scenarios work is you're just trying to incapacitate them long enough, just long enough for you to get your exit and get mm -hmm. the fuck out of there. Right. Mm -hmm. So the way I see it is if you scratch an eye with some, you know, a little bit of oomph, uh, that's going to compromise them at least for a few seconds. If you don't get an eye and let's say you get a lip and you tear at it, and now there's, like, a lot of blood coming out of your mouth, you know, a bit of your lip is hanging off, or the same thing with the nose, or the same thing with an ear, right? Even if that person's not incapacitated, two things will happen. Now there's blood, now there's pain. Now, in that attacker's mind, this situation is spinning out of control for your attacker. And so when I teach my self-defense method, I always teach, you want to be Murphy's Law for your attacker, you have to understand that the attacker has a limited amount of time by which to accomplish whatever he wants to accomplish. Mm -hmm. If he wants to rape you, if he wants to do something <clears> like that, <throat> if things start going wrong enough, he's going to have no choice but to abort that mission and look for an easier situation. Mm -hmm. And if his, a bit of his nose is bleeding or if a bit of his lip is hanging off or if his eye is scratched, and just, just if that person senses, <laughs> even if you're not particularly successful, <clears throat> if that person now has to be has to go from a predatory mentality to a defensive mentality. But what if that just makes him angry? If he was attacking you already, because I mean, that, that's, that, that's a valid point, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're at the point where you're already being physically attacked... Um, it doesn't really matter much. Yeah, I mean, it, it might, I, you know, because, because n none of this is, is, you know... If anyone's out there trying to tell you that they have all the answers and they know exactly what you got to do for any kind of you know, situation, that's bullshit. Right? There's always different ways to deal with anything, yeah. and, that's, and that, that's a valid point. Right? So maybe if a guy is having a little argument with you, and you might have been able to just verbally been like, all right, I'm out of here. You know, let's say who, got, who cut you in line or something like that, mm -hmm. and you begin tearing, his eyes, tearing at his eyes, then yeah, maybe you've escalated that mm -hmm. situation mm -hmm. unwisely. But if a person's already attacking you, he's already on top of you, he's already you know, trying to grab, he's already trying to drag you into an alley, you know, whatever the case might be, then maybe that's not the time to worry about how angry you're going to make him. Mm -hmm. That's just mm -hmm. the time to go into sort of animal mode, right? And so what I've always taught my people is, is tear at that face persistently with both hands. Don't just stop after one. Just keep tearing, tearing. Try to take something with you. Try, try, to, try to take that mask off because, A, it's going to be your best chance to inflict the type of injury that will allow you to escape, 
right? That that gives you your best shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe a shot to the groin might do it mm-hmm. or whatever. But in, you know, always in combination. So if you knee the groin and then tear at the face, you know that you know <laughs> for the for the attacker, that's going to be a lot of shit going on that they don't really need. Mm-hmm. They don't really want that. They want a much easier you know situation. Um, so if you begin doing that, the other thing that happens is you put them in a defensive mindset. So where they were originally in a predatory mindset, mm-hmm. now they're in a more defensive mm-hmm. mindset, which again might might affect the the determination that they have in their attack. You know, Hirardo, you've you've gone on speaking for this quite a bit. Uh, I've mentioned even outside of this uh, podcast, I, I've always kind of wanted to do a, like a self-defense episode a little bit. And more than that too, Hirardo, obviously it's it's a big thing for him. Obviously you need to teach it. Uh, if anything, I would even say right now, anyone who's listening, uh, Hirardo, I would consider him my self-defense coach since you've taught me a bunch of stuff. And I, I definitely think maybe this topic isn't for everyone, but I, I definitely do think it's important. And I, I do think it, um, even though he is bringing it up now, we went from <laughs> anger I experienced in one of my last episodes to this. But I definitely do feel that like this topic does warrant its own episode. Uh, I definitely think that uh, Hirardo is very knowledgeable. He, he knows a lot in regards to this topic here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, my, my stance on it, too even though we just went into it, and it's why I want a topic dedicated to it. Right now, he just mentioned about clawing and getting away. At least from what I've learned in regards to self-defense, what I take from it is it's self-preservation. So I think at least my first self-defense rule is run away. Get yes, the, of course. Get of course. out of that of situation. Course. Yeah. Do not put yourself in a situation. No, that's 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 absolutely right. What he's talking about to me, this is like your back is against the wall. Yes. Or you have a family member or yeah, friend. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say that. You I know? mean, if you're by yourself, you have that luxury to run. Mm-hmm. But if you're with like a female, you don't mm-hmm. have that luxury. Yeah, you, you might have or, to defend. Or, so you know, I you, think you, this you, is a great topic. I think it warrants its own episode. We, we will. We will. That, we'll we'll but, talk about yeah. that. You know, more more in the future. But uh, uh, um, one, it, it's actually a good thing you brought up and something. Think sometimes uh, people in the trenches of you know sort of self defense instruction they do talk about it right but just just to mention it and I think people are generally knowledgeable enough that you don't necessarily have to mention it but we will anyway when you're speaking of physical self defense uh, it's always always going to be under the assumption that escape was impossible yeah and I think that's you know something that people don't really uh, uh, realize and. Along with that, by the way, I always teach people, uh, along with the trying to tear the face, uh, there's one other physical thing that I, uh, thing that I always uh, teach them, which is if your hands are tied up, because sometimes they say they will grab your wrists in order to stop the attack, bite. Yeah, I was just thinking Bite. That. Use also, those fucking teeth. Also, what, what about pulling away at the, at the, at the thumbs? Mm, what? I don't know. If someone's, oh, someone's grabbing your wrist? Right. No. That doesn't no. work? Nah, because... You know, if 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 he's grabbing the wrist and and you're pulling at the thumbs, pulling at the thumbs, Not, you know, like pulling towards yeah. the thumb. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that little wrist turn, that that turn release yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they'll just switch to your hair, and you know, it's not like they're gonna, you know. Self-defense isn't that linear, you know, because people will say, yeah, mate, you know, release. Yeah, and then you release, and he fucking slaps you, and you're, yeah. on, and you're on your back. Guys, you know what I, I'm saying? Like, like, Guys, I, uh, I definitely want to get back on the top of the dieting again. I have to okay. reiterate, I think this, this, this topic is awesome, especially if uh, I'm being totally biased because as a martial artist, as someone who also has been coached by the man who's speaking right here, uh, I, I definitely do like this topic. But I definitely feel warranted this episode, its own episode, especially because Hirardo has specific stories in which... Um, Unfortunately, people he's taught have been put 
in uh, yeah. specific situations where they've unfortunately had to utilize this. Yeah. And that's a, I say unfortunate because this isn't something you you, you want to be a no, but yeah, but. but Good to know how to get yeah, out of it. It's good to know, and he yeah. and Hirado definitely has some interesting stories and, and Michael, real right. life stories before, where people were we put into these situations. So I, I definitely do think it warrants its own episode and everything. But okay, go go ahead, Giuseppe. Before we move on to the to the fitness thing, which I think we should, I just have a question. I don't understand why the the the, the army, the military, uh, doesn't teach this. They they do have their own uh, version of it nowadays because I've I have I've always followed. I follow mi military methodology. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the prevailing thinking is that in the military, really, the probability of a soldier winding up in a real hand-to-hand -hand combat situation is, f you know, wh where it comes down to the weapon not being involved is fairly low. So, so most, most of the time... You know, it's going to be about their their sidearm. You know, it situational. Yeah, and 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 the military sees it as more worth their while to teach you how to fucking reload your gun and you know do all yeah. that. That and makes do, sense. And do and do what you what you were there for. You do have the occasional story of a guy who's like you know breaching a room and all of a sudden stumbles yeah. upon you someone guys, and his gun jams. You guys jams. remember that fucking soldier? I think he killed like thirty uh, Taliban or something like that. And at some point, he killed him with his fucking tripod. That was, yeah. That was a, um, it was a Nepal. Oh, a yeah, Gurkha. A Nepalese yeah. Gurkha. Yeah. I knew Giuseppe would know about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, knew, I knew about that story, too. Yeah. But, you know, but yeah, you're talking about a guy, you know, he was out of grenades, out of ammo, out of whatever, and just went fucking bonkers, you know. Um, that story's insane. Yeah, yeah. That, that, <laughs> that, that, and there was another story I'd heard of a, about, about a guy who I think, uh, uh, you know, it came down to a knife fight. And he said, like he poked the other guy's eyes out, and the guy still kept fighting, you know. And it was it was in the, it was in the Christ. Middle East. Yeah, it was, it's some really insane. Sh and his Damn. own fingers got broken in the attack, you know. I mean, this is some real, well, you know, I, real. No, real I, but but what, 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 in answer to your question, what the military teaches now is uh, basically an MMA hybrid. That's that's, that, that's what they're doing now. So they're, but you know what? There's actually old school guys that are saying that it's not so good. Because in MMA, there's a lot of jujitsu and there's a lot of ground fighting it's and there's a lot of whatever. And, it has its and rules. yeah, and so yeah. there's there's guys who adhere more to like the World War II style of uh, of military self defense, which is uh, you know was taught to the OSS by uh, you know guys like Rex, Rex App Applegate and uh, and a guy um, I think uh, Fair Fair Fairbarn. Uh, William Fairbarn, mm -hmm. uh, and you know they they taught more like the the stuff I'm talking about. You know the clawing, yep. the chopping to the throat. I thought, you know, that, was, I thought that was World War One. No, I would have continued into World War Two. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. It, it was it, I think like in between wars, like the system was right. was, and, was and, divided. And, and, as a, and as a person who always, always, always goes towards statistics and probability, you 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 back me into a corner. You, you're right as far as probability, but as far as like um, a personal comfort. I was never um, that. That was not an excuse that 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 made me feel good. You know, um, you know. I always complained in the military that we weren't getting enough individual training. We weren't going to the M16 range enough. We weren't going to the grenade range enough. We weren't. I was in mortars. We weren't doing enough uh, 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 dry drills. And their argument to me was, um, technology and firepower wins wars today. And they're right. But what did I join the army for? To clean bathrooms? Right. I, I don't feel comfortable, you know, going going into combat saying, "Oh well, you know, I I really don't have to know that stuff anymore because you know we got B fifty two bombers." Mm. I would like to feel 
a level of self confidence. Would you say it makes sense? It, it would. You would want to have that in your back pocket. Yes, you would, you would wanna, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. It's part of your toolkit. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you know, sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna use this to to segue into our next uh, subject, which was the one we actually intended to discuss uh, initially, yeah. right? I do want to um, revisit this. This is really yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, it it, 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 it is. Just, uh, it definitely warrants and, its own thing. And yeah. you know, the the one last thing I'll say about it, you know, anyone who's been listening to this podcast or anyone who may know me personally knows that I hate any kind of charlatanism. Mm-hmm. And I do see it in the industry of both self-defense and fitness. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bullshit floating around out there by people who basically are trying to make money from you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and to that, I will say, I found, you know, and, and for me, it's, it's fine to make money. It's fine to make a living. But I'm all about, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with, with bringing the goods, if you're going to offer a product or a service or, a, or, a, or advice or any philosophy, a framework to someone, really do your best to do your due diligence and know that what you're saying to them is going to be something helpful. And what I always found interesting is in the martial arts world, there's a lot of romanticism. Oh, this guy comes from a lineage of masters who have done this mm-hmm. and that and blah, blah. But most of it is fucking crap. Right. It it's is. just it's just a way to get you to fucking, you know, take out that credit card and believe in it. And, you know, and they want you to have those feelings of, you know, oh, I'm getting the, you know, the information from the. Ma-. But I have found in my own research, because for me, I'm like, OK, that's all well and good, but that's all image spinning. What works? What it, what is out there that works? And the best resources I have found both for self-defense and fitness has been inmates what they do in the prisons really is the real fucking deal you want to learn how to knife fight there are people out there that will tell you oh the filipino martial art and listen i'm not knocking the filipino martial arts you know they have a lot of sophisticated moves and a lot of training and a lot of this and that and angles and science and pretty looking videos and all that shit but really the guys in jail are the ones who are actually shanking motherfuckers mm-hmm. and getting shanked. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that really, in my mind, have come up with the best advice on how to deal with those situations because, you know, even unlike in, 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 in let's say, military circles where you're very well-prepared and well-armed and well-equipped and you have all kinds of backup or whatever in jail, it's very likely that if someone tries to kill you, it's like you and three guys and they're all trying to fucking stick you. And, you know, you have this little whatever at your side to defend yourself. Or you might you know? not. Or you might not, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you look at what these guys do to survive, and, uh, you know, they're not about bullshit. They're about staying alive. So I hear in the self-defense, how about in the fitness, though? Same thing, right? Because these guys, you know, you're looking at, I mean, look at, the, 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 look at videos of a fucking prison yard and tell me how many out-of-shape motherfuckers you see, <laughs> Right? Okay. And why is that? This is literal survival to them. They must be strong. They cannot be out there in a weakened physical state. That's like a, a, a gazelle limping among lions. Mm-hmm. That's not going to fucking pan out well for you, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be, whatever your physicality is, it must be an optimal condition. Mm-hmm. And so these guys, you know, they're, they're out there doing it, right? Um... And, you know, but again, the, if, 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 you, if, if, if whatever resources are available to you to see what it is that, that they're up to, if you're out there and you're interested, oh, how do I get in shape? How do I learn how to defend myself? Go to that crowd because they're going to have some resources that, to me, 
are oftentimes way more valuable than whatever it is that the experts have to say. So now with that said, uh, one of the subjects we had wanted to discuss here is, is you know, in the time of uh, COVID that we're living smack in the middle of, uh, people's conditioning is, is really, in many cases, getting compromised. And, but to me, that all depends on where you are, because one thing I've seen is uh, I've actually been surprised at how many people take their fitness seriously, particularly in the time of COVID. Because now that the gyms are closed, I see, I don't know in your area, but the parks in my area are saturated. Yeah, mine too. With people doing yeah, push-ups right. and pull-ups. I and, see you know, in my area, I can't say that. Especially to one, I, as Platano here, I can't do a lot of pull-ups. And then every time I go to the park, I'm going to do a couple pull-ups. And when I see, I see a bunch of niggas on the pull-up bar. And I'm just like, mm, and they're so strong. They're so buff. They're doing their thing. I'm just like, I'm going to look stupid. Mm. So, I, I, if anything, I've even been kind of intimidated. Where I'm just like, yeah. these very strong African Americans, Puerto Rican Americans. How do you know they're Americans? Colombian Americans. I know the Americans. I, I don't know, or whatever. Just <laughs> <laughs> they, could be, they could be African British. You know, <laughs> I will. You know, what, you know what? You know what? Giuseppe and I had like a, a text kind of convo going that that relates to what he's. Did you read that? Right did, now, you, did you read the back and forth? No, no, no. You never. You were terrible with text. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 Afri the African American. The yeah, worst. Yeah. I've yeah. never met someone no, so bad. Ah, shut really? up. But I got, <laughs> I, got <laughs> I got stressed. I got stressed in my. Either way, life. it's yeah. To to bring up here out of those point, yeah. There's been like I've never seen that pull up bar so with so many people. But, and, you know, and I, and, I, and I will say, you, you know, like I see like the brothers doing like muscle ups. That's so, intimidating. So, so you, I can you know, only do a couple pull-ups. For, for, for anyone this, that like, doesn't uh, know what a muscle-up is, it's like you're hanging from a pull-up bar. Not only do you do a pull-up, but you pull yourself all the way up till you're basically your hands are under you, and you're holding yourself up on the bar. You know, when I, looking when I down was, at everyone. when I was when I was in my best shape, I never thought about doing that. I probably could have done that when I was younger. I I I, I did my first muscle-up at the age of 47. Mm -hmm. uh, but it fucked up my shoulders, so I don't do them anymore because mm -hmm. they're, 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 if you don't know how to do them correctly. They really will will strain your joints. Meanwhile, I see the brothers just repping out. You know, I, I do have to say that, which is kind of funny, but uh, 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 I, for people who don't know me, and I don't want to fucking blow my horn, but I'm, a, I'm, I'm considered a pretty in-shape dude. You know, I got like a real solid six-pack. I'm very lean. I'm muscular, you know, all that. He starves uh, himself, um, just so everyone knows. Yeah. But go ahead. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and I've been roaming around, you know, the gyms of this world, you know, and I, I get admired by people. They're like, man, you're in shape. How do I get to, you know, I, I'm, I'm used to those, those accolades. You see these dudes in the park, the brothers in the park, and I feel like a fat fuck. That's what I'm saying. These, these people are incredible. <laughs> yeah, but how old are they? I get intimidated. Yo, even dude. the old ones, man. Like, like, like it doesn't matter. Like, dude, these, these, yes. And some of them are jailbirds. Not all of them. You, you know, know there's so a when, few. When I, when I was in my 20s, there was very few people who can compete with me. Dude, I, I, you didn't I hang did, out with the brothers. I did. I to touch did. on heat out of them, man. You even see, like, the homeless dudes. They the live on beer and fucking yeah. donuts, I, I, and they I, got the V on their back. They got the six pack. They're like sixty-five fucking years old. That you know what ties I mean? Into a steroid question I had for both <laughs> of you guys, but we'll, we'll get to that. But yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I get intimidated. And to touch on Hidato was saying, the dude who's intimidating in the pull up bar, he has like a white beard. He looks like he's in his forties or fifties. Yeah, just banging out of like fucking twenty reps. I don't know, I don't know what homeless guys you see, but I'm I'm doing construction right now in Washington Heights. And I don't see too many in shape um, homeless guys. 
Sorry. Nah, all right. I, it I depends. See I, I don't know. I see some. I, I, see I was just happy where I don't see and, too many. And they defy but, logic. But we'll get onto this. Let's do it. But one one of the things I wanted to uh, to get into was was the whole issue of dieting, mm-hmm. and we might have discussed this on a, on a previous episode. But I wanted to just just get into it one more time, just because uh, as a as a fitness professional, I get asked about it quite a bit, um, and I have seen people that I know spend incredible amounts of money, thousands, thousands of dollars on diet plans. And one of the things I've, I've seen lately is diet plans that uh, promise to reset. And I put that in quotes. They reset your metabolism, right? Um, so I just want to give people out there certain things to watch for, right? Because you might run into a plan, and usually if you're watching, let's say, YouTube videos, you'll see some young guy pop up, and he's wearing no shirt. And he might be eating a big meal and be like, hey, nobody's dieting correctly. Use my plan and, you know, use my reset plan. And, you know, you're going to look like this or you're going to have, you know, a body like this. You know, there's a lot of keto diets going on. That's one of the popular ones uh, out there at, at this point. You know, yep. some, some vegan diets. Um, all of them claiming to take you to the promised land of the body that you've always wanted. And I, as a, you know, ex-athlete and fitness professional, am not saying that your diet is not important. It is, right? Because at the end of the day, if you want to lose some fat off of your body and you want to, you know, be a little muscular, muscular and a little, little, little harder, obviously you want to curtail excessive caloric intake. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if you want to lose a little bit of mm-hmm. weight, if you want to get a little bit of leaner, you should be expending you know, either equal or more amounts of energy than you take in, but you need to do it gradually, right? So what I see in a lot of these plans is if you out there are ever considering taking on some sort of eating plan and the first part of that plan involves a period of caloric deprivation, I'm going to tell you right now, and this might make us lose sponsors in the future or whatever, but run the other fucking way. Are there any diets specifically that you know that ask this, require this? Uh, Anything you can several, point out? Several, several that have even been backed by doctors, which fucking kills me. Can you right? name some? Um, I don't I, think I, you should. I, I, yeah, I probably should not, right? Why? Yeah. Is it, is, um, why? Just, just because, you know, uh, uh, you know what? The, the, the names are not particularly important because I don't want to trash any particular diet. Because they all have a lot in common. And I've seen this happen since... I feel like it should be called out. I'll I'll mention one. Why not? I'll mention one. It's bullshit. Call out the bullshit. Here's one person I don't really care about pissing off, which not that she even knows I exist, so not that she would give a fuck, but Tracy Anderson is a name that I'm going to throw out there, right? So Tracy Anderson was the trainer to Madonna and Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Okay. What diet was she promoting? So I worked... At a gym. I think you told me. Oh, told yeah, yeah. The story, so, right? so did I tell? So I, 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 I don't I, know I the might, story. Let's hear it. So I worked at a gym, and uh, Madonna was a member there for a little while, okay. right? So now she brings Tracy Anderson along with her, and uh, Tracy Anderson offered this program to our members, right? So they shut off the basketball court because they were so full. We had like at least thirty people, thirty to sixty people that that snatched up their spots immediately, basically to the tune of like, I want to say something close to two or three grand, right? For like a six week program or something like that. I mean, you know, you, you were paying maybe $300 a week 
for like three sessions a week or four. I'm you know. still curious. What was what the fuck so was she promoting? They were doing all these like exercises in the gym or whatever. But one of the uh, conditions to being in the program was you could only eat the food that was supplied to you, right? Mm-hmm. And the food that was supplied to everyone amounted to 600 calories per day. Now, 600 calories per day might feed shit. I don't even know that it would feed a six-year-old fully for, for, for you know, at a sustained level, right? 600 calories might be half of a breakfast, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or, or maybe like a, a, a decent breakfast. Sounds you know? awful. Yeah. So it was basically like just some veg, some some lettuce, and you know maybe a little bit of tuna. You know, just very very low caloric intake. Um, I've seen it range anywhere from you know an extreme of something like six hundred calories, anywhere up to like maybe a thousand. You know, somewhere close to a thousand. Right mm-hmm. now, caloric uh, requirements differ from person to person, but you know usually for the average individual, you're looking at anywhere from two thousand to three, so, mm-hmm. or, or somewhere in the middle calories a day for the average, you know, human being, right? This was 600 calories. I see a lot of, you know, diets that go uh, 1,000 calories. And the general, you know, reaction is going to be the same, right? So people adopt this eating plan, and what happens next? You're going to lose weight. You have to lose weight. Your body's going into a starvation mode, right? Yeah. And generally when you speak to these people, and Platono, you were mentioning your sister who I'm sure you'll talk about, you know, about, about, yep. about in a minute, uh, right? She's, she's doing the keto, the keto diet, diet yeah. right? So they'll talk to you about how energized they feel. Oh no, I feel good. I don't miss that food at all. You know, it's great. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I, I like it. And you could see that insanity in them already. Like they're just trying to sort of deny the obvious. And I'm going to tell you guys listening across the board, all of them gained that weight back. All of them that I have observed gained that weight back. And I I was just watching a TV show recently where this guy uh, was studying the winners of The Biggest Loser TV show. Mm -hmm. There's a show called The Biggest Loser, and whoever loses the most weight, you know, wins the prizes, and it's all very inspirational, and their lives are transformed or whatever. And I remember one of the first questions I asked myself is, yeah, let's see how they're doing, you know, three or four years later. And the study found that of the group that was, that was sampled, all of them except one gained their weight back. And the difference was physical activity. And this is the takeaway that I want to offer to everyone out there. This is not to say that watching your food is a waste of time, but when you engage in overly restrictive behavior in your diet, it's not going to last. Well, can I can I um So yeah, you go put ahead. My input here. This is Giuseppe. So so um I'm, I'm I was trying to google it but I can't find it. It was a book I read, I don't know, about 10 years ago. Um I can't remember it now if I remember, you know. Um and it really broke down the, the science of um, how the body's metabolism works. You know, we all think that, okay, if we cut calories, we're going to lose weight or we're going to lose fat, okay? As a general statement, that's true, okay? But it's not linear. You know, that, that, in, in other words, you know, if, if you cut your, your caloric intake to, to 600, you're not going to lose the same amount of uh, weight or fat 
that you lost when you just cut it like 200 or 300 or 500 in the beginning, okay? Because the body adjusts. The, when, when the, after a couple of weeks of you um, cutting the caloric intake, the body realizes, hey, something's going on here. Um, I need to now slow down. So your metabolism actually slows down. So there's a diminishing um, rate of return as far as how much of a, of a, of a caloric um, deficit you could, uh, you could take. And, and, and then when, when inevitably no one could be on a 1,000-calorie, uh, 700-calorie diet They never forever. are. Uh, and now all, you, all you've done is you, you've slowed down your metabolism, and now you're, when you relapse and you binge, you're going to gain it all back plus. Yep. So the key here is, first of all, there's a formula that you have to do to figure out what your uh, base level is. That means that how much calories you have to take in mm -hmm. in order to maintain your weight, okay? And then you cut it by 10 to 15%. Yes. So let's just make up a number. Let's say, you know, you do the calculations and it comes out to 2,000 uh, calories, right? You think 1,800, right? All right, then you want to decrease it maybe 1800, 1750, the max. Right. Okay. Anything, yep. anything more than that is going to be a shock to the system, and this, and your body is immediately going to um, slow down its metabolism. And even that, you cannot do it perpetually. You have to do it in cycles. You have to do it in like two or three weeks. Every, and then again, everybody's different. There is no, there is no Bible to, to, to this. You know, you have to do it as you go, and you have to, and it's meticulous because you have to monitor your caloric intake. You have to monitor your, 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 your fat loss. And, um, and then you will find out if it's 10% or if it's 15%. Do I do this for two weeks or do I do it for three weeks? The point is that after the period is over, you increase your, your, your caloric intake again back to what it was before, before your body gets a chance to say something's going on, I have to slow down the metabolism. Okay, so, so you know, I kind of got a question, even uh, just for Giuseppe here. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, in times of running, we're not really working out as much mm. as we can. Um, I do. All right, well, you. Uh, I fucking I've, do it. I'll admit, I've been fucking stagnant, but I'm trying to paint a situation here. Before Rona, Giuseppe, you're working out, you're mm. on your thing, mm. you're doing your stuff. What's your diet look like? What do you? Well, what's when, your breakfast? What's when your lunch? What's Nutella, your <laughs> pasta. <laughs> when I was on, when I was on point, um, my breakfast was always. Uh, uh, you know, some kind of a protein okay. and a light, um, a light carb. And when I say carb, I'm talking about um, vegetables. So it's very, very, very light carbs, right? Okay. And then for lunch, I would have a well-balanced protein and carb uh, meal. And the carbs would always be something like brown rice. Mm -hmm. uh, and then maybe every week or so, I would, I would you know, Put in some. Um, I would mix in some some white rice with it, but it was always well bound. There was never a you know no carb thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it was always bad. And then for dinner, same thing. It was it was a portion of of everything that I needed. Would you do dessert well, as notice, well? No, I didn't do any dessert. Okay. Um, no, no, notice how he's saying now. When I was on point. Yeah. Until, I'm not on point now. Until. All right. <laughs> a lot of people aren't on point now, man. But the, you there's know what? Some people but, who really are and went that direction, which you pointed out, but. For, for me, this know? is my point. So that whole little speech I just gave on functionality and, you know, and, 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 and giving something that, that matters, this, this is my point, right? Yeah. Because I see a lot of people, they go in with big dreams, you know? Yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to trans. And then they watch some inspirational shit on TV or listen to somebody's story mm -hmm. or whatever, you know? I've been in this business for a lot of years, and I'm going to say your psychology is something that you are going to have to contend with. Mm -hmm. Because what's going to happen yep. is 
And sometimes it's hard to distinguish between the physical and psychological, right? So Giuseppe just described, you know, your metabolism gets shocked. It goes into slowdown. It goes into, you know, whatever. Then what begins to happen is your body, and it, I, I don't know if you all are going to understand this, but, like, your body starts to fuck with your mind. Things that your body, like, if you have a craving for a certain something, a lot of times that's your body wanting a chemical that is contained in that food. That's right. And to you, yeah. you're just like, oh, that thing looks delicious. Right. Like, you think, oh, you just came up with the idea that that's it. But that's actually your body yes. fooling you. You know, like, your body's communicating yeah. with your brain to direct you in a certain thing. So when you restrict those calories too much, you're going to snap at some point. Yes. Because you, you're going to be saying, oh, yes. I love having steamed broccoli with no salt <laughs> and potato with no salt and a boiled chicken breast. <laughs> it's delicious. I feel so much cleaner. Mm -hmm. So you'll live that lie for like three fucking months. And then one day you see like a Big Mac and just lose your shit, you know. And then once you do that, you get kind of discouraged or whatever. And then you're like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to live my normal life. And boom, you go. You, you literally wind up back to square one. And I'm going to tell you guys, 99% of the time, that's what I see. And whenever, 100% of the time, whenever I've seen people, you know, and I had some good friends of mine drop like three grand on this diet. Mm -hmm. And like literally, I think like on, on certain days, they had like an apple and some water. And, like, that was their fucking caloric intake for that. And then maybe a piece of steak, you know, that was introduced a few weeks in. And then, you know, the person selling them the plan said, yes, you know, we do that. But then, you know, when it's time for you to come back in, you're going to do it gradually and introduce foods little by little. And then you're going to see and, you know, and you'll be able to maintain it and blah, blah, blah. And that was all bullshit. Mm -hmm. And the trick there is they get you to lose a bunch of weight in the beginning so you see something happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then that justifies the the unjustifiable amount of money that they're charging you you just for pointed this. out you just pointed out to I, would, I was just going to bring it up right now of why these things are so popular and how people are able to make so much money off it is um it gives you the most immediate results yep. it, it gives you it's it's like when we want things we want them now now yeah we want them now yeah yep. okay mm -hmm. and you preaching the other hand of like hey this is something you're gonna have to commit for a lifetime well one thing one thing people have to understand is that if you became overweight you didn't become overweight overnight so you're not gonna lose it overnight why do mm -hmm. you expect to lose weight overnight when you didn't get fat overnight? it's with everything giuseppe art say we all want it now everything everything yeah, even, listen, even the way we consume media everything is you can you can, you can you can argue the same thing in 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 business, right? If if, if people charge you, you're gonna be making a hundred thousand dollars a month within three weeks. If you buy my plan of flipping houses mm -hmm. or whatever the case might we, be, we you know, want people the they they want that you know mm -hmm. they don't want to you know hear hear that you're gonna have to fucking tighten your belt and go broke for three years until your business starts making money mm -hmm. and maybe it will and maybe it won't. But little incremental things that you learn and mm -hmm. grind it out and put in sixteen hour days and you know that that that. Right, but yeah, but, but finance, finance is a little different because you 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 can lose money overnight. What? So Listen, uh, you know, but but it's hard to get fat overnight. Most people who got fat, unless they have some kind of a oh no, listen, you, know, you, you can know, you can binge eat, you can binge eat for three months and really put on quite a bit. Yeah, but you know I you mean, know you know you know what I'm saying. We, most people. Look, no, my, 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 what, what I'm what I'm trying to say is, uh, uh, it's not as sexy. No, I a agree. road to success. I agree. I you agree. know, mm -hmm. but, I agree. but what I'm gonna say is, for, for for me, the biggest factor that I have seen is persistence. Mm -hmm. And consistency. Consi yep. consistency. But an another thing that yep. goes hand in hand 100%. with with fitness, um, and I tell people this all the time, especially women, um, is that uh, one of the one of the major things that increases metabolism is muscle. 
and I know a lot of women don't want to hear it. I hear I hear a lot of women saying stupid things like, um, "Oh, well, I don't want to get too big." You know, I, I wish I had that problem. I wish I, I went to the gym for a couple of days, and all of a sudden I woke up and I was Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're not going to get huge overnight. It's it's extremely yeah. unless there's something genetically wrong with you. It's extremely difficult to put on the type of muscle that you think because they they see female bodybuilders and goes, oh, I don't want to be that. Well, trust me, you're not going to be that. <laughs> All right. right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So 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 don't put aside the fear of of building muscle and just build the muscle. Right. Okay. That's going to increase uh, your metabolism and and I hate to do this, but that's going to segue right into. Um, age and testosterone. Okay. Mm, oh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Why did we get into this? <laughs> it's, a it's a scientific fact that most men after after thirty three, thirty four, their uh, testosterone levels begin to drop, and in many cases they begin to drop uh, quite per precipitously. Okay. So um, I don't care what diet you're on. I don't care how good your workout regimen is. If you've got very low or no, and there are cases where there are people who have next to zero nanograms, their body's screwed up for some reason, um, and not producing testosterone, you're not going to be able to build muscle. I'm sorry. Or you're not going to be able to build any type of noticeable muscle that is going to increase your metabolism. Now, you have some people like you, I believe, yeah, I believe everything you do is great, but I think you have to give some credit to, to, to genetics. Because genetics, let's face it, is 90% of everything. Mm, okay, I mean, you know, uh, I'm in agreement with you. Okay, genetics is a really huge factor. Well, Platano, let's talk about the. You know what? We, but let me let me put okay, something okay, about. Okay, right. so so what is what does a man do after and after he gets into his 30s and his testosterone um, begins to drop? Does he, he injects just, himself with steroids. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that no, we're yeah, that, that's where this was headed. No, and now I'm going to DVD. There's absolutely, there's absolutely no shame in that. Right in the penis hole. If I right if, in there, you know, if, wherever if my it fits. Teeth, if my teeth are falling out, what am I going to do? I'm going to go to the doctor to get teeth tooth implants, right? right? If 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 my hair is growing going gray, what am I going to do? I'm going to I'm going to you know color it. So if if um if my testosterone levels are dropping, why is it taboo to supplement it? Listen, I'm not against the steroid use, but I think you know, Gerardo, he... I don't want to toot this guy's horn. He, his nose is up in the air as it is. He was going to say, Gerardo's a great, great man. No, but he's obviously <laughs> in shape. He's okay. And there's other people who are uh, closer to his age that are also just fine and don't take steroids. Right, but, but, so, but, again, but again, that's like saying, well, I know a woman who's 90, she's been smoking she's, since 12 and doesn't have lung cancer. Are you saying that, that I'm exceptionally really high testosterone? No, I, I I don't know what your testosterone. He's like, levels no, are. I think you're a pussy. I'm just no, saying I that. I don't uh, know. I don't know what your <laughs> testosterone levels are. It could it could be because testosterone is not the only uh, metabolic uh, factor in metabolism. There are other factors involved as well. The, the 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 metabolism of the human body is very complicated. It's not. I mean, testosterone is is a major player, but it's not the only one. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, so I don't know. We're I don't talking know, about I don't those know, factors. I don't know what your uh, testosterone levels are, but you may you may you may have other genetic factors that are keeping you lean. So you could say that, but along with the genetic factor. So I'm I'm going to give you a, a little personal story, and my and my weight loss story is not a particularly dramatic one. So let me say now that I don't want to I don't want to present it as such, right? But in the last few years, I've lost about 15 pounds, right? So I was about 15 pounds heavier, you know, maybe. Four or five now years you've lost ago. fifteen pounds and 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 fifteen pounds of muscle. Nah, um, probably not. It, how it, much? Because as 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 a person, probably who, not a ton uh, of muscle. Uh, me personally, I don't give a shit how much weight you lose. 
I want to know how much fat you lose. When somebody tells I women, women, about... women care about how much weight they lose. If you're okay. a man, you okay. don't give a damn. Oh. I want I want to be 300 pounds. All right, tough guy. With, with no fat. And I know what you're saying. <laughs> okay. So I'll tell you right now. So tough I'm not guy. impressed. Now I would estimate that I'm about somewhere between six and eight percent body fat. That's pretty good. All right. So that's 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 almost you know a few a few degrees lower, and I'm at like competitive level. You know whatever. I don't carry as much muscle. Not not nearly as much muscle as say a bodybuilder. I'm not like a big guy like that. But I'm a, I'm a pretty muscular, pretty pretty lean dude. Right now, I was about fifteen pounds heavier. Still had a six pack. You know. Not as not as pronounced as it is now, but I still had a six pack, and you would still look at me and say that guy's in shape. That guy's pretty muscular, right? But I remember, you know, I was hitting this age where I'm like, all right, I'm not a fucking spring chicken anymore, and I'm starting to see, you know, I would look in the mirror and just see my shit start to smooth out a little bit. Things weren't looking quite as hard as they used to. I still look good, but it wasn't that like rock solid kind of thing. And I was just like, damn, you know. I don't know how thrilled I am about this. Mm -hmm. um, so I changed the way that I eat, right? So, you know, most of my life I'd had the sort of bodybuilder's mentality. mentality, right? So that's all about lift heavy, and eat a eat lot, a lot mm -hmm. build that fucking muscle. Just build as much, you know, muscle as you can. And I was, I was actually unable to build that much muscle. You know, I got really strong and I got muscular, but not like big, like like I, I I would never even come close to breaking the 200 pound mark, no matter how much I ate, no matter how hard I tried, and I'm about 5'11". Yeah, naturally, right? naturally, I've never gone above 176. Right. Yeah, and I think 176 is actually like my top, mm -hmm. like 176 to 178. Now I'm I'm about 163, mm -hmm. to 165 maybe. Right. Um. But then when I noticed that, I was like, okay, you know. Stop with the fucking stuffing because, you know, in that bodybuilder's mindset, I had to have my three meals a day mm -hmm. and I was obsessed, five, five. you know, yeah, like three meals a day and, and some snacks. I would still have my desserts and shit or yogurt at night or whatever, but three good solid meals and then and then some snacks in between to keep that protein coming in there, you know, uh, and so on. Um, and I was like, well, is that really necessary? For me to eat that much. And I was a guy who was very obsessed with food. Like, if I didn't know where lunch was coming from, I would start getting, like, stressed out. I was eating all the time. Um, and I was just, like, I had kind of curtailed that a little bit, but I still had the three squares a day mindset. And I was finally, like, you know what? I think I'm going to I think I'm gonna tone that down a little bit. And I basically now eat two meals a day. Right? So what I wound up doing was kind of cutting out lunch. Um, and... Or, or if I do have lunch, lunch is like a very light kind of, you know, maybe a bean salad, maybe a tiny, tiny protein shake, but not, not, not a ton of, you know, basically something to keep me from passing out. So I'll have a solid breakfast, you know, and it's nothing particularly strict. Like I'll have waffles with syrup and butter and coffee and, you know, and eggs and all that stuff. Uh, lunch will be something really light. Um, nowadays, a lot of times I'll skip lunch altogether. So I'll have a, la a late breakfast and then dinner. And then, you know, some dessert at night. Uh, and the, the overall caloric intake is not, is not particularly low. You know, I can still do my workouts. I can still do hard workouts, but not, not that high. Um, and that's it. And if I'm not hungry, that's the other thing. I, like, I'll never stuff myself. If I'm eating and I'm no longer hungry... I'm not going to force the remaining food down just because it's there, right? right? Or I don't eat shit now just because it's there. Mm -hmm. If I, I, I eat things because I need to eat, 
right? That's like a real South American thing. Growing up, when yeah, you put food on your plate, you, you just eat it. You just fucking you, eat it. You, it, you finish it. Finish, finish it all. Nope. The worst thing to nope. do is to throw garbage. To you, throw food, food in, in the garbage. garbage. Yeah, that's the worst thing. I'll you save do. it. I'll save it, and it could be a snack for another day or something like that. Like if there's enough of it to do that. Um, but there's no gorging yourself in my life anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie. There's a few hours throughout the day where I have like a little little hunger pangs going on, and I'll ask myself the question: Can I make it till dinner? You know. And if the answer is no, like I'm fucking going crazy and I can't make it to dinner, you know, I might have a banana or a couple of chips, an apple, just a slice of cheese. Someone who's you know, hearing some, it, some, just, that sounds like a sh- just a shit way of life. Well, I'm sorry, I'm yeah, just but, saying, but, just but, hearing it. But but but, but sounds but, awful. <laughs> yeah, sure. But 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 what what you're not getting, I, I, I'll I'll give you a little something else, right? Once a week, I go to McDonald's with my kids. Yeah. I have a double quarter pounder with cheese, double quarter pounder, large Coke, large French fries. And I'll have the breakfast. Do you eat all of that? All of it. Every, okay. Because here's, here's the thing, right? In the beginning of that day, I'll have had my breakfast, right, uh, as late as I can, 11, 12, you know, if I can do 1 o'clock, I'll, yeah. do, I'll do that. And that'll be my eggs and waffles and coffee or whatever. Then I go with nothing, you know, throughout the day. By the time I hit that McDonald's, don't get between me and my fucking Big Mac or, or, or my, my double quarter pounder because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wolfing it all down, all of it. I feel on a side note the next day you must destroy the bathroom. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I'm fine. He becomes I'm, toilet punisher. No, nope, because my shit is like a well-oiled machine now, right? <laughs> because my body needs all those calories, even from the quarter pounder or whatever, because I work out that day, so I'll eat my breakfast and then I'll work out and then I'll go you know, to McDonald's that night, mm-hmm. and then that's what I do. Um, so it may sound platano like a shitty life to you or whatever because it's the, the hunger pangs mainly. Uh, Fuck that. You know Jesus. what? Uh, I've actually learned <laughs> to distinguish between like real hunger and like superficial hunger. No, there's a right? difference between hunger pangs and cravings. Right. Right. So so but but what I'm, no but he this, sounds but like he's no, going through hunger. No pangs. no 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 That's no. What no. He sounds no like my he's... shit is legitimate. But what I'm saying is there's a hunger pangs like hmm I could eat something right now and you know that would be. Good. I'm, I'm kind of hungry. I feel mm-hmm. a sensation of hunger. But I could still concentrate on my work. If I'm writing, I can still do, do the writing. If I'm editing stuff for the podcast or whatever, I can still focus on all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then there's the hunger of like, man, I, my mind is getting a little fuzzy here. You know what I mean? My energy is getting a little fuzzy. If you ask me to move furniture for you right now, I'm not sure I'd be able to do it safely because I'm a little tired. I'm a little run down or whatever. That's hunger. Mm-hmm. That's real hunger. You don't want to experience that, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't let myself get to that point where I'm so hungry that I feel like my shit is like, you know, weird and that I'm really, my body's really begging for some food. But I may not be in that depleted state, but still feel like the little feeling in my stomach. Like if you gave me a little piece of bacon, I could just, you know, eat it right up. You know what I mean? Because I, mm-hmm. it, it, would, it, would, it, would, it would hit the spot for me because mm-hmm. I'm a little hungry. So I try to hold off on that. Until dinner hits, and then right. so I go for it. I get it. what you're saying. You, you, as you've aged, you've adjusted your 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 eating, and, and I, I wound I've up losing had, 15 pounds. I've had to I've had to do that too. But again, the question was, how much of that 50 pounds was fat, and how much was muscle? I would say most of it was fat. If if mm-hmm. it, most of it was fat, I yeah. would find that hard to believe. Nah, I I you know over over how, what period of time? I'd say about a year. Okay, that's believable then. It was about um, a year. So I kind of want to tie. And it you know back, what? So I, di- I didn't even. I didn't even have that as a goal. Actually, my friend uh, who 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 was actually one of the guys that did that the, one of those diet plans. I'm I'm telling you about. Mm-hmm. I remember I was in the beach with him, and he looked at me. and He goes, "Did you lose weight?" I was like, "I don't know." He goes, "You lost about 15 pounds, dude." 
And I said, get the fuck out of here. I didn't lose no 15 pounds, so maybe I, five. I kind of want to tie it back to the, the whole diet thing right now then. So it sounds like... It worked. At least... It worked. Because okay. you could say I wound up dieting because I cut... I cut my food. But intake. you didn't prescribe to any specific diet. It nope. sounds like you did your own kind of individualized type thing. Yeah, yeah. That and that's what I'm like. saying. Every everybody is 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 an individual, okay? And you can't even copy his diet because like I said, I think and I think I'm pretty right about this, a lot of it is genetic. You know, like I said, I I, I posted a picture. I think if you ate as much as I ate and you worked out the way I do, you would achieve similar results without Giuseppe. Any, without any uh, without any of your shit. Yeah, no, I don't believe that. I do. I do believe it. Don't believe it at all. I do believe it. I've done it already. I've done it without um, uh, testosterone, and I've done it with. And I'm telling you, it's just every every everybody is different, and you know you're an anomaly. You know, there's no way you could say, yeah, if you do this, you're going to get this because now you sound like the same people you're criticizing. Okay, I'm seeing I, a middle I posted, ground. I, po- I posted. How dare you? I posted. Well, what did, what did Platano? So let, let's get to Platano. I'm, what did Platano I'm seeing do? a little bit of a middle ground between you two. So first of all, in Giuseppe and genetics, um, yes, 100%. Genetics is a huge factor. I, 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 yes, he's 100% right in regards to that. But in regards to um, what Hirado was saying, it's also about the work you put in. At least yes, that's what I'm But when at. I was 21, I didn't have to put in the same work that I do now. Why? Wait, the, the, why? Answer the question and answer it honestly. Why? That you that you don't have to put in the same work now that you did when you. No, were I have to put in more work now than I did when I was twenty-one. Why? Because Vage. your metabolism slows down. Well, not only that, but what's the other reason? The he's, metabolism slows down. He's trying to get genetics out of you. No, it's not just. <laughs> he's trying to get testosterone. It's, not, it's testosterone. Nah, get the fuck out of here. Dude, are you telling me that the <laughs> that the male body doesn't need testosterone? I didn't say that. Okay. Of course, it needs testosterone. So, how much does it need? I don't know. Okay, well, do you know. Do you because you guys are writing off testosterone like yeah, it's a, take it I'm or leave not, it. I'm not writing well, I'm not, it. I'm off. not writing it off. I'm just saying. I'm that, not writing it I'm off. I'm just saying that 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 the supplementation of testosterone is is not an integral part of staying lean when you're older. As it you're, definitely is. It definitely he's saying I'm, you don't have to juice to be fit. That's, that's right. what he's saying. That's basic. That's that, that's basically what it boils down. Just to. you think just, you have to juice to be it, fit. It when depends you get on older? the. It depends on the person. And you're saying you're that person. I'm. I'm. I'm the average person. Yeah. Average. Yeah. Fuck out of here. I don't know. I'm seeing a kind of middle ground between you two. Um, well, Platano, I've had my own kind. You know, of know, I always hear this. Weird I always journey. hear this. Oh, well, well, what about the, the the guy who doesn't? You know, he's he's 80 and he and he doesn't do any steroids and and he looks like this and it's some ripped guy. You're always gonna find some anomaly. You're always gonna find a 98 year old woman who's been smoking since she's 12 and doesn't get cancer. That doesn't mean you should start smoking at 12 and continue till you're well, 98. You would have to ask yourself, what kind of work am I putting in, right? And then what? How much of a caloric intake do do I have going on? And and then also genetics. And wait, wait, and the consistency level of it. Yeah. Because I will say this: consistency in fitness is one thing that I have for my entire life been fucking obsessive mm-hmm. about. There are very, very few things that are going to cause me to miss a workout. It sounds like you had like a question for me. Go ahead, Hirado. Your own story, because the last we had checked with you, right? You had started at a weight. You went from a weight of two twenty. It was like to, about two twenty, yeah. To one eighty. To about one eighty. Yeah. So that's a good forty pounds gone, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a few years ago. Yeah, it was a few years ago. I'm fucking ashamed now doing Corona. I'm sure I gained fucking. Have you not like checked? Twenty. I have not checked. But how right? much? How I much? I feel like twenty thirty morning. That's when the mirror. I'm starting to see my my man boobs are starting to. Like, how much body fat did you lose? I have no fucking because idea. Because see, man. that's that's why. Because to be honest, too, I, I never gave a fuck. 
the reason why I even went on this journey, <laughs> even why I went on this journey specifically is, again, I grew up in martial arts, and I, I become stagnant. Then I got into boxing. Because so my mindset... Because you've heard of skinny, fat people, right? Of course. Okay. So that's why I don't, I don't care. If I was 500 pounds and had 6% body fat, I wouldn't give two craps. <laughs> it, in regards to at least my specific journey, I never... You'd be out there I mean, like... If you saw liberals in a car, Listen, you'd pick up the car and, <laughs> and, then, and then throw it into a yoga studio. And, you're like, ah! yeah. and so then I, when the cops try to arrest you, you rip the handcuffs and smack them around. Right. And shit. Just to get back yeah. into, you know, in regards to the weight I had lost and, and what was going on, um, you know, I'd be lying to you if I said that I didn't fully care about how I look. I mean, I would like a six pack. I would like to be in shape. I'd like mm -hmm. to look mm -hmm. in front of the mirror. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'd be lying to you otherwise. But. That definitely was not the uh, predominant goal. Um, I'm, you know, into boxing. Uh, before Rona hit, I joined the jujitsu school. So for me, it was more like, can I actively spot? Can can I spar effectively? Can I fight effectively? So it's not even just so much about my look. It's about can I actually apply this to these specific physical situations that I'm going to be putting myself in. I love sparring. I love sparring, and I want to be able to perform well in these situations. Mm -hmm. And I guess for, for my take beforehand, I was very, very stagnant. Uh, even beforehand, uh, I was trying to become active, and I sprained my ankle right in front of uh, yeah, I remember uh, my that. job. Yeah. Oh, man, that was bad. Uh, I, my foot couldn't touch the ground for, I think it was like yeah. about three weeks. I remember I couldn't that. Even, it was a yeah, really, man. really bad sprain. Yeah. I was just smoking, drinking, and eating pizza every day. I put on so much weight. Um, and then as my ankle started getting better, I started um, just running more, doing a little bit more long-distance yeah. running. How old are you in this time period? Uh, I'm gonna say 28. Thank you. Okay. Around then. <laughs> <laughs> I would I'd love to be, look at 28. I didn't. I wasn't taking any testosterone. <laughs> Give me 28 any fucking day of the week. Hey man, I'm just uh, telling you my story. I'm not even. Me I'm not even 28 supporting any day of the week. <laughs> I'm not even supporting any testosterone day. or not testosterone. I was still a one minute man at 28. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm just telling you my story, and it's in regards to trying to spar effectively. I'm not even trying to look good. I wasn't even necessarily trying to lose that much weight so that wasn't even my stance there but i started running for a little bit and uh at a place where we work one of the boxing coaches kind of took a little bit of notice that i was losing some pounds and he kind of i'm really grateful to, to him but he kind of took me under his wing and i started training with him and it was really different where now i'm doing like four hour training sessions in a boxing gym wow. you know which I, I always say i lost 30 pounds on my own from running and i lost the other 30 pounds boxing yeah you know yep um, and more than that, too, I'm not going to lie, with the topic being diet, uh, I ate whatever the fuck I wanted when I wanted When to. you were losing that weight? When I was losing that weight. I'm talking ah, about, like, okay. let's say um, a little bit of my routine here. I go to work. I get out of work. I, I, I made it a habit to run to the train station, by the way, every, every night. So um, at minimum, I was running, uh, long, I guess, long distance for 30 to 45 minutes. Every day was maybe one rest day. Okay. Uh, if anything, the thirty to forty-five minute run was my rest day. Was this your run to the train? Uh, it was. Or you I were running on top of that. I would get up in the morning and do a, a run, which lasted about thirty minutes, okay. and then at night I would do a run, which lasted about fifteen. Uh, and this was coupled having nothing to do with running to the train station. All separate from that. Uh, so in the morning, that was had nothing to do with the train station. That was just me. I would just get up Getting and up be up like, and "Oh, okay. fuck it," and I'd run. And then at night, that was that was a train station. Cumulatively, I guess, it would be about 40, a 45, 45 minutes, minutes a day. Okay. Um, and then I would be boxing anywhere from two to the best weeks were like four times a week, but roughly about two times a week. You know, so if okay. I could, I would, I would go for three. Um, 
I would do that, and my diet-wise, which, again, we brought up about the diet-wise, um, in the morning, what did it look like? Uh, croissant, bacon, cheddar cheese, mayo, ketchup, mm. um, <laughs> lunch, rice, beans, steak, whatever. Mm. And then at night, um, anywhere, again, I would either get my f- full food on, and also, too, I like to joke that I lost 60 pounds off the Keystone Ice diet. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because every anywhere from three, four to five days... Um, I would at night have, let's say, like two or three man cans, which is 24 ounces of beer. Okay. Maybe some McCarty thrown in there. Uh, and then a bunch of rice, beans, steak, and dessert as well. Maybe all right. fucking so, ice so, cream. So, you're, you're so kinda, I lost me, all you're kinda, that. You're kind of ma- making my point here. First of all, you're 28. Okay, so at 28, you could pretty much do whatever you want. If you're a normal person, you could do whatever you want and get into shape. Yeah, but he had, okay? ga- he had gained a shitload of weight. He had gained a shitload of weight. He was still 28. Right, he was but, still twenty-eight. But, uh, allow me just for a second to break down. Let me let me say my piece first, right. okay? Because uh, you know, so so <laughs> the, the, the so he was twenty-eight, okay. Um, he was basically sounds to me like he wasn't on any specific kind of a diet. If he was having Modellos and man cans or whatever the heck he drinks, and then Keystone um, ice cream, and then running to the um, Keystone ice cream, Ooh. whatever it's called, no, uh, no, and <laughs> beer, oh, Keystone beer, beer, whatever. I had and then, beer and then running ice cream. and running to the running to the subway. That doesn't sound like uh, you know a workout plan. What it sounds to me like youth and genetics and testosterone. Because at twenty eight, well, you st- you still have. The, the immense testosterone um, uh, output. If I if I'm listening to this podcast and I know nothing about fitness and nothing about diets, okay, what I've what I what my takeaway here is there is no rhyme or reason to anything. No, not so. I was consistent. I'm going to tell you on my I'm, end, I was. But consistent the reality is, I was active. The reality, the rhyme, and the reason is okay that a you have to have a a, a caloric deficit, but not too drastic. Okay. Yes. If, if you're, if you're, if you're, which um, is how I Platino, lost my fifteen. If you're Platino and you were, and your diet was ridiculous, it's not that difficult to have a caloric deficit. You know. Um, uh, uh, Wait. What did you just say? If if his if his diet when he was I didn't out of consider shape, a diet. I was eating whatever. Not the difficult fuck to I have wanted. a caloric deficit. No. If you if he was eating four thousand calories a day and he reduced it to thirty eight. Okay. That's a caloric deficit. No, it's not. A caloric, yes, it a caloric deficit is when you... You know it, what a deficit means? Yes. It means less. Don't fucking lecture me, boy. Here's well, a, here's you know, a, here's one thing I, wa- I want to point out... Oh, wait, 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 wait. So a, calo- right, a caloric deficit is when your body is expending more calories than what you're taking in. That is a caloric deficit. Right. What you're describing and, is okay. a caloric reduction. Okay. It's called inglese. Okay. Listen, Learn it. I, I don't know, but okay. I want to tell you something that Giuseppe said earlier, and I, I talked to him about it, too. And we mentioned this about cravings earlier. Mm. When I started this lifestyle of being more active, because I went from pure inactivity, like literally seated, eating pizza, playing video games, my ankle is just raised as I'm trying to just heal it, to just running every day. One thing that happened too big time was uh, I stopped craving pizza and burgers and stuff like that. So I wasn't, you know, I was still eating fairly shitty, drinking fairly shitty. Were you eating less when you were working out? I was eating less pizza. I was eating less burgers. Less overall calories, in I'm, your estimation. I'm gonna say no. Okay, I was so, eating like an so, animal. So here is here is my take on this, right? And maybe Giuseppe and I will have different perspectives, but in my mind, I can break this down scientifically for you. You had a caloric intake 
that matched a certain lifestyle you had, or did, didn't match it, but 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 you were laying around, you weren't doing much, even before I the ankle. Couldn't my right? ankles fucking race? But even before that, I don't recall that you were. Put- I wasn't the most. I'm not into fitness. I right, fucking right. hate so it. So you I'll were. So, you. so you you were not you were not that active, right? And you and you ate mm-hmm. a certain amount of calories, and that precipitated a certain level of weight gain. Is that is that right? I was fat right. before, and yeah. I got fatter after the ankle right. injury. <laughs> right. So 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 you had you had that going on, right? So you're taking more calories than you're expending, and so you're storing fat, right? This is in a sense, okay. this can be very simple stuff. Now mm-hmm. you got your ankle injury. You're like, fuck this. I can't I can't do this anymore. You know. And the guy who we're talking about, I know him well. You know, I mean, he's my workmate as well. And you know, he took you under his wing and started putting you through the paces of boxing. Right. Yeah. You adopted that lifestyle. Your physical activity skyrockets big time, big time. Right. Big time. We're talking about. But, but your caloric intake mm-hmm. does not really change. In other words, with the extra physical activity, you did not then begin consuming way more calories. You no, basically anything, ate the I, same I, way. That's what I, I was trying. That's that's what I was trying yeah. to say before you 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 know you you try to trip me up. I, I didn't mean to say <laughs> that he reduced his caloric um, intake. I meant to say that you know his deficit decreased because he was doing more activity. So now, if he needed three thousand calories to maintain that fat, okay, and he increased his activity, and now he needed three thousand two hundred, but. Um, but he, his his caloric intake stayed the same. That was the deficit. And then and then okay. But 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 just so you know, when we talk about caloric deficits, we talk you know, it's almost like like monetary deficit and reduction are two different things, right? If you're if your business has a deficit, that means well that you're not making well, as much as well, you. Well, first as you, you have to find out where what your base is. Okay. Right. So assuming your base, you know, is three thousand. Okay. If you reduce it by two hundred calories, you have a caloric um, deficit. Theoretically, right. yeah, right. Okay. But if if you're gener- if you're burning more than three thousand calories, no, if you're burning three thousand calories and you eat twenty eight hundred, you're yeah. at a two hundred calorie right. deficit. Yes, right. okay. And yeah, you have so. to do a calculation to figure what that is. Right. Everybody right. and everybody's is different. So Platano did not do any calculations. He didn't do any complicated shit. I didn't he didn't, give didn't a do fuck. any of that. He just basically ate the same, but increased his his activity level. And Big time. Before we end this podcast, because we're 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 Coming close to the end, uh, that is the takeaway I want people to have from this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not that f- that that your food consumption is irrelevant. It's not. It does mean something, right? You can't just be eating all just sorts to point of insanity. Out too, even though I was eating what I want, just so you know, I, I personally feel what I was eating wasn't really so bad. Like steak, rice, and beans, right. and decent yeah, food. portions. Just I'm normal, not normal, normal. Food. I'm not like I wasn't like gouge. I wasn't like I mean, stuffing my face with cakes or anything. The half you know? a gallon of man cans might have been questionable. I, but, yeah, uh, yeah, that know, one. Right. <laughs> but, but but again, even even you know, we're not going to judge on any of that shit. But but you increased. You know, all that stayed the same, and you increased your activity level. Mm-hmm. And what I would really recommend to people out there is first and foremost. Um, Build a good base of of strength. And by strength, I don't mean that you have to be lifting heavy weights or carrying around giant, you know, heavy objects or anything like that. But a base of strength, like there are certain basic bodily movements like the squat, the lunge, the push-up, the dip, the pull-up, right? If I talk about a pull-up, I'm not necessarily saying that you have to do body weight pull-ups. If you're a female, you can mimic a pull-up movement by... You know, finding a bar that's, let's say, at your chest level or your stomach level, 
squatting down so that your hands are over you and sort of pulling yourself up on the bar with your feet on the ground so that your feet are assisting you in pulling up. I went but from just doing... but you're still you're still working those pulling muscles. You know, push ups could be push ups against the wall if you can't do them, you know, Dude, on, for on the pull -ups, ground. I went from uh I couldn't do a single pull up, not one. I started with something that I know it has slow negatives. Right, you um, jump up and hold your position and come down slowly. Little you, by little, like that guy from uh, Full Metal Jacket. I think, I, I think yeah. yeah. <laughs> private pile. Private pile. Platanos are on private pile. You gotta be shitting me. You can't do one goddamn pull up pile. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was but there. Yeah, but but you know, yeah. my my point is, they don't have to be these big, you know, sort of impressive looking exercises. But you have to have some kind of squatting motion. You know, some sort of, you know, incorporate little runs into it, even if you, you know, run across the yard and run back. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be so fast that you're going to pull your hamstring or anything. But no, just, but it has to be intensive for you. For you, right. Yeah. Uh, you know what, I want to say, and, and, I say and, my and, But hold on, hold on, hold on. So, you know, basic pushing movement, basic pulling movement with your arms, you know, basic uh, core movement like a plank or a cruncher, you know, something like that. So, so. You're working mm -hmm. all the muscles of the body, all the muscular systems of the body. I think that's mm -hmm. a great baseline for anyone to have, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and this is why I mentioned earlier in the in the podcast, you know, with the with the inmates, because that's yep. oftentimes, you know, their their workout methodology. If they don't have access to all these, you know, weights and all that, but you do, you know, two to three times a week, a basic strength program. Um, and if you do these exercises back to back, if you work your legs and then your core and then your arms yeah. or whatever, your mm -hmm. heart's going to be beating fast. So it's going to be sort of what we call cardio at the same time. Yeah. Um, but it's important for you to just do an overall body conditioning routine that that promotes you know, muscle building and yep. strength building. And by muscle building, I'm not talking about like the bodybuilders version of it. I'm just saying, you know, that 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 you strengthen whatever muscles in your body you have. To whatever your capacity happens to be, but you do. But you do. I want to. I want to give my last take so, on this. But wait. So, so what I'm saying is that that has demonstrably been shown to be one of the major factors that determine someone's success in in weight loss. And the thing that I want to add, about weight, weight loss. and uh, I'm sorry, fat loss, fat loss. Sorry. Yeah, you're you're right about that. Mm -hmm. um, but what I'm trying to say is that. In my personal opinion, I don't know that the science is going to bear this out, there's a sort of effect that goes past the simple building of muscle or the simple strengthening of the body or the simple burning of calories. I think one of the reasons that people who are, are active and who, and who you know, take their strength, their strength seriously, their body conditioning seriously, the reason they're more successful at it is that for you to successfully be consistent in a strength training program you have to begin getting in tune with your own body. Working out is a way for you to get to know how your body works, what it does, what its limitations are, what its capacity is. You know, you could feel your capacity increasing as your, as your consistency increases, right? Uh, consistency being one of the major factors. I don't care how inspired you are, how amped up you are. You know, it's really you just mm -hmm. showing up when you need to show up over a period of time, consistency that it, consistency that's going yeah. to be the major yeah. determining factor of your success. And then along with that, like now, because of that, because I've been doing it so many years, I can literally tell as I'm eating food when I'm eating for me to feed my body and when I when the well is full, as it were, mm -hmm. and when now I'm going into excess mode. I can actually sense as I'm eating when I'm consuming excessive calories 
and my body gives me a little signal to stop. And I attribute that to the working out. That's what has allowed me to become aware enough of what's happening in my body to be able to even do something like that. And what you find mm. with people that are having problems with that issue, right, people who have chronically gained weight is they've basically spent a few decades ignoring their body signals, mm -hmm. you know? So for me, working out is a way to sort of reestablish that communication. And I would venture to say, again, I don't know what the science says about, about this, but I would venture to say the more consistent you are about that, the more of a sense you get, you begin to get of your own body outside of the context of working out where you'll be able to tell better when you're overeating or overconsuming as opposed to if you had no connection to your body and mm -hmm. you're just doing things to it and you have no idea what you're doing. All right, That's so all I, I, I want to say, say I want to say my final piece here. I I don't think I'm nowhere near into fitness as Giuseppe or Hirado is personally. I fucking hate it. It's I love shit. it. I hate it too. I, I rather watch Netflix. I rather watch paint dry on a wall. It, it, it's awful. Uh, at the same time, it's a weird kind of love hate relationship where I feel like I have to do it. I feel like it's a part of me. You know. Um, in regards to how how I did my thing, it, you know, I, I think genetics is a huge factor. I think Giuseppe's and absolutely age, right. And age. And age. Correct. Correct. 100%. Because genetics what you did. And age. When you're 50, you're, if, you're, if you were 60 pounds overweight at 50 and you tried that at what you do at 28, it's not going to work. What about my 15 pounds? Yep. Okay. So, uh, Again, we go back to genetics. I was no spring chicken when I did we that go, We go back to genetics. But I gained that weight. Okay. Okay, you gained it, but I don't know how you gained it. You know, I don't. And I, don't I was know. just eating normally. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying that genetics has a, an age has a huge factor. And when I, I agree. was, when I was 21, 22, 23 years old, I could make most parts of my body do th whatever the, it wanted to do. <laughs> it's, it's a nice little learning experience. Okay? Hearing, like, uh, hearing I could from make both my balls jump independently. Yes. All right, all right, okay? all right. It's if nice, I want, uh, if I wanted to grow my back, I grew my back. If I wanted to grow my delts, I grew the, my my problem area was my 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 pecs. Okay. Um. Uh, if I want to after my workout, if I wanted to have a steak and then some Nutella, I could do that. But I couldn't go in front of people and tell them to do the Giuseppe um, workout or diet and get the same results as me because I was at a certain age. I had a certain uh, 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 genetic makeup at that time, which I don't have now. I'm, I'm, I'm older uh, and, um, you know, my metabolism has changed. My and, metabolism uh, changed, too. Oh, OK, but even when you were younger, OK, um, you were even more ripped than you are now. You were in better shape. I, I mean, I could tell you right now, you don't have the delts that you used to. You don't have the traps that you used to. Oh. I, I'm sorry to tell you. I mean, your arm's not as big as they used to. <laughs> Fuck you, Giuseppe! Yes, Fuck you! Yes, 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 you have, you have the definition. That's great. But um, the, muscle mass, the muscle mass is not there. And, and I'm not saying you have to be a bodybuilder. You All I'm saying... You didn't have to hit below the belt, Giuseppe. I'm, I'm just saying that... You, you didn't have to go there. I'm just saying uh -huh. that, that muscle mass... Your is, balls is, hang is, lower. Is, Fuck is, you. Is, a, is crucial. <laughs> and without a certain level of testosterone, you're not going to be able to maintain that muscle mass. And that's it. That's all I'm saying. No, and, I, saying, and, I, and saying I, haven't, that, I haven't been able to maintain the mass okay, I had or so, do the shit so, that so, I did so when you, I was... you can't pitch your diet to the general public because it's so specific, especially when we get older. When, when, it's, when you're younger... He pitched you know, a diet? I didn't pitch a diet. When well, did he pitch you, a you diet? You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, against them. You're, say, okay, <laughs> yeah. you're, saying, you're saying, I did this and I did that. So, and, yeah. 
yeah, okay, but, right, but, fine, wait, wait, that, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. And that oh, worked for you. On, hang on, hang on, hang on. And that worked for you, okay? What I'm, what I'm, and you're saying, well, and I did it without steroids. Okay, con congratulations, okay? But what I'm saying is that you, 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 you sound you can, resentful. No, I'm just, what I'm, what I'm saying is that you cannot, there is no one size fits all. I'm not saying there is, but the one element that I say will fit all is if you are having issues with your, with, 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 how muscular you are or how heavy you are or just with your with your body in general and you're not a physically active individual who is That's not, an excellent point. who is who is who That's is That's an excellent point. who is not on a methodical strength building program two factors that are going to change your situation are a engage and a methodical strength building program doesn't have to be lifting heavy weights or whatever. It could be using your body weight, using all different resistance bands or whatever. But, I agree. But 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 work your entire body system and and you know with resistance training, right? Uh, and then you could throw in some cardio or whatever. You know, after that, whatever sports or running or swimming and shit you like to do. But but that has to be a baseline, mm -hmm. right? Uh, consistency. Do it consistently over a period of time, mm -hmm. right? So that you're not just doing it for a few weeks or a few months and then some shit happens and you stop. Mm -hmm. you, you show up when you need to show up, right? And then from there, uh, be cognizant of, uh, of, 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 of not, not big, caloric, drastic reductions, mm -hmm. but um, basically don't be an idiot, you right? Said it, you I said wanna... it in a very euphemistic way. The way I would put it is if you're a fat slob that's never done anything oh in his life God. and has never done anything in his life, and you 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 have some caloric uh, reduction coupled with some uh, exercise, you're going to lose. Something's going to happen. Absolutely. And it's and no it's argument be a good there. Thing that no happened. argument there. That's all I'm saying. But once you get into the fine tuning phase, you cannot write off muscle mass, and without testosterone, as you get older, you're not going to be able. And I'm not even talking about huge amounts of muscle. Define fine tuning. Fine-tuning would, would be getting down to, like, 8% body fat. Okay. Okay? All right. And, again, you can't use yourself as an example. Okay, no, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. Because I had very low body fat throughout my whole life, right. so, so that would have helped if you started you know, when you were fucking 13 you know, we live years in, old. Because, you we live in a society where, you know, there are certain words that are, like, uh, that are taboo. You know, um, oh, let's talk about diet. Okay, let's talk about working out. Okay, let's talk about testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because if someone's like, okay, what I like to do is run around the block right. and then do a set of push-ups. I'm going to give you a... What I like to do is stick a needle in my anus I, I wanna, and then fucking I don't stick I'll, it I'll, in my I want to bring one thing up and then I'm going to just take my... I'm going to share my point, at least what, I, what I've taken so far from this. Um, so straight up, even just to point out, while I was eating whatever the hell I wanted, I'm going to say that I was also putting the work in. Right. Okay? And that's uh, what I'm saying. Put that work in. Fine. Put yeah. that work in. You know, do, do your so thing. So this is what I've taken from this episode. One, diets are bullshit. Yes. <laughs> that's what I've taken. Um, well, commercial diets how, and how they're packaged are bullshit. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. And also, too, I, I absolutely 100% agree with Giuseppe in terms of genetics and aging okay. being a factor. But, but at the same time, too... Working out is a lifetime thing. You have to do it, and you have to be consistent. Yep. Slacking is part of it. That's the one thing too. You have to mention you're going to slack. That's part of it. Yeah, but, but you can't slack for too on. long. Yeah, yeah. You have to get back on the wagon. And that's that's point. that that's part of so, the consistency. So that's what I've taken from it, and that's it. That's my piece. Okay. Well, and and and, and I, I will close with this, right? If you have to boil it down to certain bare bones elements, is you know, again, put put that work in physically, right? Two to three good good sessions a week. 
right? Uh, consistently over, over a long period of time. Um, if you're going to reduce your calories, reduce them by about 10 to, you know, what would you say, 10 to 20%, right? No, uh, not 10, uh, 15, fi- 10 okay, to 15. Not 10 to 15, yeah, 20, yeah. 20 is a little drastic. Yeah. yeah. So if, you're, if you were taking, you know, uh, 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 2,500 calories a day and cut 250 out of that, you know, uh, 250 would be like a couple of scoops of ice cream. So if you could reduce your caloric intake by that much, you will, you know, along with the, uh, actually, even if you didn't reduce your calorie intake, if you kept your calories the same and just introduced exercise. Like he did. We are, like, 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 like Platano did, where it wasn't there before, you're still going to lose weight. Right. Right. If you want to, you know, speed that up a little bit, you can, you know, shave off, you know, like we said, about about 10% right. of those calories. Uh, and you're then not- if you want to speed it up some more, some 250 um, uh, milligrams of testosterone enate. Look, you can't even say. It's like talking about my lover. All right. And that's it. So hope you guys got something out of this. Hope you got some information that you can take away from it um we actually have a a a website uh not a website we have a a a spot on facebook we have a page uh and it's the naked subjects podcast page so if you just look us up on facebook and you want to ask any questions about this uh i will actually be quite happy to answer them or anything else that might pop up check it out and that is the end of uh this episode of naked subject with gerardo giuseppe and platano You all take care, stay safe, and we will see you next time. Peace.